are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for The Bad Batch Season 2. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Justin and we are Geek Centric, a podcast celebrating the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geek Centric. Joining me for today's interview duo, because we got two for you, he is my Bad Batch brother, Nate Shelton. How are you, my friend? Gonk. Gonk, Gonk, my favorite character he's, from this season, Justin. He's he's coming. He's come through. That's for sure. Definitely. He's come through. Although I don't think I yeah. could lift him like Wrecker does. Like I don't. No, I don't think anyone can. He's a, he's a pretty hefty droid. <laughs> he's a hefty so. dude. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a hefty droid. Dude, I'm so happy that uh, we're just talking about Star Wars again. The year yeah, of for the 2023. First, yeah, the kick 2023 off. Uh, we have dude. our first interview uh for for the bad batch but before we get into introducing who we're talking to uh i'd love to let our listeners and and viewers on youtube because yes we are on youtube as well uh let them know that uh, we have our spoiler free review out right now for the bad batch season two as well as our first episode for our watch club uh which we will be going through week to week uh, breaking it down just like we always do, getting into those spoiler territory. So if you've already watched the first two episodes and, and you want to get into all the spoilery goodness, well, come join us on the podcast. Uh, we, we have a great time. It's it's myself, Nate, hosting, of course, and we have Megan Darcy, the rest of the batches. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good time, had by all. Um, but today, I am so incredibly excited to welcome uh, guests from this show onto the podcast and to onto our channel. Um, I had the opportunity to speak with Brad Rao and Jennifer Corbett. Brad Rao is the supervising director and executive producer, and Jennifer Corbett is actually the head writer and executive producer of this series. But if you think that was cool, Nate, who did you chat with? Dude, I got to speak to not one, not two, not three, not four, but five characters from this show. But I only, interviewed, I only interviewed one man, and his name is D. Bradley motherfucking Baker. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. He was everything I wanted him to be. His shiny, beautiful lights in the background outdid my lights <laughs> for the first time. First in, time ever, ever, man. First time ever. <laughs> I, so I, I thought you had a problem with LED lights. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> clearly D. Bradley Baker relies on them in his little home uh, recording Dude, office, if so you will. Cool. It's 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 pretty cool. It was nice for him to invite us. And, and, and a huge thanks to Disney Studios Canada and Lucasfilm for setting up these interviews. We, we are so excited for the opportunity to, to chat with the creative minds and, and the voice talent behind this series that that we absolutely love. Like. We're dedicating the next 16, 15 weeks, I guess, if you will. Something like that. Uh, to, to breaking down all these episodes because yeah. we're just, we love this stuff so much. Um, but yeah, anything else before we get into our interviews, Nate? Dude, just 
get your Lulas and hug them tight for this interview. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's a lot of fun. All right. Without further ado, here is my interview with Brad Rao, supervising director and executive producer, as well as Jennifer Corbett, head writer and executive producer for The Bad Batch season two. Hey, Brad. Hey, Jen. My name's Justin. Hi. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. How are you guys? Good. Hey. How are you? How are you doing? Doing well. I'm very excited to talk to you guys about this uh, season two of The Bad Batch. Uh, really enjoying my time with this series and, and returning to the stories. Um, and speaking of stories, my first question is actually for you, Jen. Um, when writing this second season, I imagine there's just so much to take into account when it comes to the canon of Star Wars. Um, I just wanted to know, how much freedom do you have to kind of explore those pockets? And, and how closely do you work with, I believe they're called the Lucasfilm Story Group, uh, to kind of cross-reference what works? Well, luckily we're in a pocket of the Star Wars timeline that that's so early in the age of the Empire that not not a lot on television or film has really been explored then. So we have we have a lot of opportunity to go in directions that um, that we're excited about. But we're always talking to uh, the story group about about each episode. So if we're ever veering in a territory that that will affect something later on uh, in a show that's either in development or is currently on or, or just like the canon in general, they'll they'll, you know, kind of guide us and, and let us know, you know, what we can and can't do. But um, so far, it's been a very, very open, uh, open area. We talk to the story group even beyond you know, the early days of the script, but when we're in production, sometimes like, what is the value of this credit chip? We need to know exactly how much this is worth. So we're constantly talking to them. That's good. So you, you do have like a sort of constant collaboration with them, which is good because it does really amaze me at times how things do find a way of really connecting. And like you said, uh, Jen, like this pocket of time, it's so unique in the larger timeline of, of Star Wars. So I love that, you know, again, you guys are constantly in communication and collaboration with how this kind of fits and makes sense. Now, Brad, you know, we have had a fantastic run of live action Star Wars series, and okay. we're huge fans of the animated uh, and that that excites us. What excites you, though, uh, about telling these new stories in the in the, in the realm of animation? Oh, I mean, the fun thing about animation is um, you know, just the nature of how it's produced, the scale and the scope mm -hmm. can sometimes be even more vast if you're going to do, if you're going to have a, you know, a massive structure to look up to, in, you know, in live action, that is a, can have a bunch of different challenges, different types of creatures and droids can be challenging to do in live action. Although, oh, wow. I mean, in all the series that are, that are out now, there's so much fun stuff, but we, uh, I think in animation, we have um, the ability to suspend disbelief even more because it's all one cohesive style. And that's that has a big impact on how we tell the stories. Yeah, and I also think that, it, it, you know, I, I love <laughs> that. I think you guys are sort of inspired by, by one another. Live action very much influ influences oh, yeah. the animation. And there's a bit more of a cinematic, darker tone in, in some of these episodes that I really enjoy that feels very sinister. and But it still doesn't, doesn't lose its charm. Um, <laughs> my last question for the both of you, uh, um, you know, you guys have spent the last two seasons uh, with with the Bad Batch. What would you say is the number one thing you've learned from Clone Force ninety nine? That's a really good question. Uh, I will <laughs> say <clears throat> that even when things are are challenging and uh, you have to make a difficult choice, 
you always choose to um, help someone who's in trouble. Love it. Yeah. Brad? Ooh, that's a deep, I wasn't ready for that question. <laughs> um, because we, we, uh, there's so many, really, it's such a, it's such a big question with so many different answers. Um, it's going to sound like a cop out to to say, I agree with Jen, but that statement is something that has a, a big effect on this season. We want to show how different characters do decide to stand up for other people. And of course, they're not going to not help someone if, if they need help. But what does that mean if that's going to put your family in danger is is a really fascinating notion. I mean, that's kind of the, the post-it that's pinned to the wall that we always go back to. And we hope that, fan, you know, if we're doing it right, fans are having fun with these characters, but also, you know, whether they know it or not, maybe they're, they're getting a, a, a good moral message as well. Awesome. Well, Brad, Jen, my time is up. Thank you so much. Um, I agree. This is all about family. Uh, and that's what I love about this series. It is very much about family. So hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Congratulations with season two. Look forward to seeing more. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Next up is Nate's interview with the one and only D. Bradley Baker. My name is Nate. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. Nate, How are you doing my today? My fellow geek, it's great to see you. It's good to see you. I love the <laughs> lights in your room. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes, Gorgeous. it's the ever the ever pulsating charging battery cell of my of my workspace. I love it. I, I love it. Uh D, I'm a huge fan of all your work. Um you've you masterfully got Lula. voiced. I see Lula right there. Right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. I, I want to know with uh, with Clone Force 99. What goes into defining the personalities of each of these characters beyond just their voices? Well, our head writer, Jen Corbett, and, and the entire team uh, really nailed down the specifics of, of each character in terms of, of the flavor of, of difference that I, that, I, that I layer in there between the clones um, and all of the characters. So it, it makes it very easy to add that kind of character delineation and specificity when the writing is so darn good and it's really great. I mean, it's really, they're very fearless in terms of the places that they take these stories and mm -hmm. they're, they're not afraid of doing, of going big and going big action, but also to go small or to go emotional and heartfelt or heartbreaking. It's really interesting cinema is what it is. And it's great star Wars all around. Oh, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree. I think you mentioned emotion there. I think the, in the first season of The Bad Batch, we saw Omega uh, learn a lot of different lessons from her space dads. Yeah. Um, what is the number one thing you've learned from Clone Force 99? I mean, they call they they call them the dad batch, right? <laughs> there <laughs> and you I go. am a dad. And it, it really is a reinforcement that, you know, grownups normally think of kids learning everything from grownups. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the ultimate education for a grownup is is a child. Yeah. I mean, it's a point of reference for the universe in a sense, a sense of where do you place your optimism? Mm -hmm. How do you plan the story or the voyage ahead? And more so than ever, that, that is the dynamic that's playing out with these guys um, that I really enjoy and I really connect into. I mean, they have some really nice uh, personal moments between the clones and, and, and Omega uh, with, with Echo or with Tech where each one, they're used to being a soldier and go, 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 and just problem-solving immediate missions. But, but as, as with the wisdom of a child, you're brought back to the immediacy of the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I found it also particularly interesting um, how uh, Omega is often brought along with the clones to just to this point that if there's, a, if there's an immediate problem, 
that you don't just immediately throw up your hands, wave the, the white flag and say, well, we're done, we're finished, there's nothing we can do. It's mm -hmm. always coming back to this, we're in this together, we will solve this, and it's going to be okay. There and that's and, and if you're open to solving it together like that, and that's that's very accurate. I mean, that's 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 definitely the stance that humanity needs, and, and it's the stance that you need uh, within a family, uh, whether you're growing up or a kid. That's really well said. Yeah, um, D. I don't have a ton of time. My final question for you, uh, and it's kind of a silly one, but for the entire Bad Batch, um, can you all help me settle a debate? What does each member of Clone Force ninety nine think? of pineapple on pizza. Well, Wrecker's going to be fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. It's food. <laughs> Tech's probably going to analyze it and make sure it's not poisonous. Uh, yeah. Crosshair, Crosshair is not going to be eating pineapple on a pizza. Um, Hunter's probably neutral, and Omega would certainly be open to it. I think so, yeah. Echo, Echo, Echo will eventually get around to trying it, but <laughs> he'll be resistant at first. <laughs> awesome. Dee, thank you so much for uh, for answering my silly questions and taking the right. time. Uh, I love these characters and stories so much. And just thank you for, for bringing them to life. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Nate. Take awesome, care. Man. Thank you. Cheers. And we're back. Look at that. Look at that. Nate with his, what the hell is it my called Lula. again? Lula. Yeah. Lula. <laughs> I love how... <laughs> I love how I like I didn't I'm, I'm being completely honest I didn't try to do the voice right. no but you as did. soon as he brought his record no I didn't you, dude I swear you did in, as in soon a, as in he a, brought the it's like how I try to do like a British accent when someone talks to me from England right it's like it, it's not necessary it just happens it just though happens, but it yeah. just it just happens and I have my Lula here my Lula, Lula. I'm um, glad that he called damn. it out and he saw it so it was so much fun yeah these, these interviews moly. were great I'm, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to kind of get more insight from the behind the scenes and from the voice actor who is giving life to, you know, as you said, five different clones. Um, mm -hmm. I, I love that we, we were able to get more of a perspective as to who these characters are. Uh, D Bradley really does a great job of kind of speaking to how, you know, in collaboration with Jennifer Corbett and this team that have, have flushed out so many of these intricate details that D Bradley is able to just take and evolve into different personas that feel so different and and crazy that it's all the same voice like it's just incredibly wild he he even references Jennifer you yeah. know in in our interview right and 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 obviously they have, they work so closely together but hearing her and Brad talk about this pocket yeah. uh and I love that about Star Wars I love that we get you know I know it's purposeful I know they do it so they can you know, they, they, they keep stuff back sometimes so that Dave Filoni can sort of swoop in with his crew and be like, all right, let's make this even uh, more phenomenal. Um, but I think they, they picked a really good pocket of time. And I love the, they, the you know, I think, um, I think Brad was mentioning how they, they work with the story group to really get to the fine nitty gritty details of like, you know, if, if, if you know, they're working with a credit chip or something, like how much is that actually worth? Uh, to kind of understand and, and make sure that everything stays aligned. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's, as a super Star Wars fan, that is so appreciative. Um, and it's one of those things that if you don't really notice those narrative or those uh, in-canon differences between, you know, your Star Wars animation, your live action, your comics, then they're doing their job properly. Well, that's, and I think that's the intent, is that they all sort of 
bleed together. Whether you're reading a comic or watching an animated show or watching a live action show, it's all part of the same canon. It's all tied together. And I think, if anything, Lucasfilm has surprised me uh, as as being one of the, I guess, big brands and, and maybe using Star Wars as the example to to blend all three of these different types of of medium together into one cohesive canon and i love that you know again feloni i feel like he's always the idea guy that's gonna fly in and say let's do a story right here you know what i mean is that your feloni impression there (laughs) you don't have a cat you need a hat yeah without the hat let's do a story right there but he's always (laughs) i don't think you've ever heard him talk (laughs) i know (laughs) go ahead i just feel like he's kind of like a a steve wozniak or a steve jobs you know in that Mm -hmm. he has this this immense encyclopedia of star wars that he's able to say here's a pocket of time that we haven't explored here's something that Mm -hmm. we haven't delved into wouldn't it be Mm -hmm. nice and you know when when we get into the bad batch there's a lot of conversation around cloning and what that means and you know given the fact that we see in the rise of skywalker palpatine has cloned himself like i feel like there's so many different things that this show is is able to do and you got to think if they're planting these seeds the lucasfilm story group is very much helping to guide uh, that that narrative through through these these series. So, yeah, I think it's it's integral for for them to stay so aligned that you can't you can't see the difference between your your comics, your animated, and your live action. It's all just one cohesive blend. But you know, Brad talks about you know animation. For us, we've always talked about this. Like animation is a huge part of Star Wars, and it's because these pockets of stories, these pockets of times that are being explored uh, through animation, they just, they, they elevate Star Wars altogether. Like to think if you just didn't have any of this, if you didn't have any of these animated series, you just have the Skywalker saga realistically, right? Mm-hmm. Now we have a lot more with live action series and stuff like that. But this is, this is how Star Wars lives beyond those legacy movies, right? And that legacy story Absolutely. of the Skywalker saga. It's it's building up this galaxy. And I think that these animated does so well and it lends itself as being free. I love that Brad really calls that out. It's so freeing to being able to, 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 to design these creatures and do these things in an animated capacity, which is so much more complicated and different than in, in live action. Sure, but I mean, it's it's in a way from a from a perspective of visuals and from a perspective of cinematography and the way that the this these series are They're shot the in in a way it, right. But it's kind of like in the best way, it's yes. cheating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in a great way, mm-hmm. it's cheating because they can do things that you just can't do in live action yeah. with the animated world, and it's just so good. It's so consistent. Um, I love that D is a fellow geek. Uh, of ours yes. he sounds like a fellow geek especially with all those those leds i love that he called them the dad batch i guess that's a thing going around online i didn't notice mm-hmm. um but i also think the both both groups that we interviewed you know um brad and jennifer and d they really all came down to the main theme of i think one of the biggest themes in star wars family. Uh, which is family mm-hmm. right and family yeah we family yeah. Uh, not to get all fast and furious, but it's true. And 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 this idea of found family uh, and this, I think the, the coolest thing that this series is doing 
um, is focusing in not only on on family within sort of your, um, I guess, you know, the family of the Bad Batch, but family entirely from the standpoint of the clones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think uh, this season, um, you know, I'm excited to kind of talk about it more week to week. Yes. But it really does feel like the, the theme of family is going to expand beyond just our bad batch and I'm, I'm so stoked for it. Um, and I think the other thing that I wanted to mention as well was something really important, uh, was pineapple on pizza, Justin. I think, you know, you, you could get so many different reporters in here talking to D Bradley Baker. They're going to ask him all these questions. I get to the hard facts people. Okay. Pineapple on pizza is really important. I think it should be introduced into the Star Wars universe. Uh, Galaxy's Edge needs to come up with something. I don't even care if they change the name to Melu Run Fruit on pizza and just, you know, it's actually pineapple. Um, but I do think, Justin, let me know. Do you think, like, are you down? I think we've talked about this in the podcast before. You're down with pineapple on I'm pizza. I'm down right? for pineapple on pizza as long as it's Hawaiian. But if you're ordering a pizza and you're going like green peppers, onions, mushrooms, pineapple, nah, get that shit out of that pizza. That ain't that doesn't need to be on the pizza. It, you, you're you're a strict Hawaiian pineapple only. Yo, Hawaiian. See, I go I go like I go hot Hawaiian. Sure. Okay, we get we, spicy up in this yeah, house. We talked about this right? for sure. This we feels, did talk about this. This feels like a deja vu, if you will, uh, talking about it. pizza. So I think it's that time to wrap this up a huge (laughs) thanks again to disney studios canada and lucasfilm for helping set us up with these interviews we're absolutely humbled that our first interviews for 2023 are with creative team behind the bad batch plus the voice actor who is creating all of these amazing characters that are the bad batch so thank you so much we we hope to do more in the future um but that's it if you enjoyed this episode feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geekcentric. We have a ton of other interviews there that you can check out. You can see our beautiful faces or you can just watch the interviews, whatever you'd like to do. Be sure to subscribe to us. We got more on the way and we're always doing new stuff on the podcast. We got reviews. We got This Week in Geek where we talk about news and trailers every week, but also hit us up on our social. You can check us out on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at we are geek centric and justin we got a tick tock we do we did it we finally did it uh (laughs) we're taking snackable moments from the interviews that we've already done uh we're gonna be putting them there to kind of celebrate what 2022 brought for us we had some great opportunities in 2022 so we're gonna be spending the month of january just kind of slowly trickling out some highlight moments from those interviews uh so you can enjoy them uh so be sure to subscribe to us wherever you find us it'll all be in the show notes and and stuff hit the bells do the thing thumbs up Um, there you go. That's it. Until next time, as we say, love ya. Peace.